Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. We can change it's like my dreams out of reach. This pain and all this grief. You see God if you have to speak. Tell him it's crazy in these streets. Feel my pain and it's so You're on Pastor Phil. Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. Yo, this is Pastor Phil, along with my main man. Yo, what's good? This is your boy, DJ Ruckus. We in the house this Sunday, ready to have some more great conversations. That's right. Church on the Block, man. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We have been on this journey. We're going to continue on this journey because, as you know, Black history is 365, 24-7, not just February. And and so we're extending our, our, our conversation about Africa and around uh, a deeper awareness of African-American history through our, our trip to Ghana and interviewing, having a conversation with various people. We've had a great show with Joseph and talking to him uh, about uh, history of Ghana and all the different uh, realities. I mean, he talked about it's 40 days. A naming ceremony for a baby is 40 days in the home of some villages where they take that long because of how sacred it is. And then the father comes out with the baby, like sometime even in the Bible that would happen, right? Uh, when when uh, John was being uh, named, right? And so all of those unique uh, areas. And then we talked to uh, Domiti and we talked about his experience as a Ghanaian uh, and as an Af- as an African American and as a Chicagoan, and experiencing um, what his world is like. Now we are here with my great friend, known for a long time in Chicago, Xavier Ramey, and uh, we are still unpacking the, the the nuances and experiences. We're not trying to just have it be one one way. And, and Xavier's a well traveled brother. You know what I'm saying? Well traveled brother, uh, and you know from from off. The Kona in the hood, uh, mm-hmm. working <laughs> well traveled in the hood and around the globe. And uh, so, David, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much, Phil. It's uh, it's dope to be here with you and DJ Ruckus. Um, <laughs> it's good to um, to be in a space of of brothers that I've learned to to trust, to love, to build with, um, who have a heart for community, have a heart for God, um, have a heart for our people, um, who represent the melanin well. Uh, so it's dope to be here with you, man. Yeah. So, man, thank you for, man, just the time we spent in Ghana, learning together. Man, I even learned how to get a better djembe drum. Like, like. <laughs> yeah, you did, tight, man. You got to check the string. Right. Got a, got a tight bracelet, man. Know how to, the right ones to look for. We learned how to negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 Ruckus, you know you to learn how to negotiate on 16th Street. <laughs> yeah, 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 Come on, yeah. man. No, you know what? Real talk, before Ghana, I was never into negotiation. When I went to Kenya, we went with a bunch of bunch of white guys, and they were in there negotiating. I was just like, man, I don't feel comfortable doing this. And I would right. not really get into the negotiations. Because he wanted to That's get a guy man. Money. You want to give you them the money. They, you know, you don't want to see you don't want to see white people trying to drive down the price right. of things in Africa. So I didn't feel like. comfortable with it. And so this time I felt even I felt better. I felt better and, and feel yeah. like I got it down packed. I'm, I'm next time I go back, I'm getting everything for free. <laughs> no, man, no. <laughs> we still honoring that labor. The, the, the book says pay your labor is a, a fair wage. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm taking stuff to trade the next time. I, I was, I, I'm, I'm a sales, That's sell them some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm negotiating with a, a free A right now over some stuff. <laughs> I know you ain't getting them Adidas shoes. No, no, no. Oh, man. Getting them Gucci belts. 
he helped me get some other stuff I'm bringing back to give to the board. But no, if we're going to uh, just dialogue. I mean, Xavier, tell us your, your like in your own heart of, of experience in, in, in Africa and the times you've been in various spaces like that. What does it mean to you as an African-American man? Or, you know, we talked about folks where we were, we were there talking about African-Americans calling themselves or not you know, yeah. African-American and things like that. But yeah. what does that mean to you uh, going to Africa? And you've been to Ghana um, a few times. Twice so, now. Yeah. 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 And, and, and so just share with us your heart from, from, from those trips. And um, sure. yeah, man, I first went to Ghana back in 2000 and uh, I was 2002. I believe mm-hmm. it was. Um, I went when I was in the young men's educational network program. Why men um, in the building? Was, yeah. Why men in the building? Shout out to Mike Trout, all the opportunities that why man gave me. Um, and, um, uh, the service and the heart of servant leadership, it was able to instill in me as well. Yeah. Um, I went to Ghana back then and I always knew I wanted to come back because I remember there were some real pivotal things that I saw, uh, when I was a teenager, when I went there, one was seemed like the streets were made of gold. Um, uh, it was just so wild seeing all that gold dust along the road. Yeah. Um, like actual gold dust. I don't know if y'all saw that when we were in uh, Asinmanso yeah. in the river. In the river. It was yeah. gold flex. It was gold in the river. I was about yeah. to leave um, y'all and go look for it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's um, you know, that's just one of the things. And then um, just the look of the people, man. Um, it was just, there's something different in your eyes when, you, when you've been able to root in place for generations. Mm-hmm. When legacy right. is part of your culture as well. Um and um, I knew I wanted to get back. But I'll say this. I was I have actively chosen to go to Africa, the continent for years for a specific reason. I know that a lot of black folks go to the Caribbean. I know that a lot of black folks go to Europe. I know a lot of black folks go to travel specifically for recreation, for luxury, for uh, rest, for getting away and all that stuff. Um, I was I, I, I'm with it. I'm with it. However, I've always had a social justice bone in my body. I've always been thinking about sustainability, um, thinking about personhood and identity and these sorts of things. And one of the things that I thought when I was younger was I realized um, that if I went to Europe, if I went to London first, if I went to Paris first, mm. if I went to you know the cities in Greece and saw the Acropolis, if I went and saw some of these countries that uh, took quite a bit from Africa. Right that pillaged that continent and have built their fortunes on top Mm. of it, have built the tourist attractions on top of it. I would fall in love with the product of pillage and never possibly be able to love the pillaged people. And those pillaged people look like me. Yeah. And so I made a decision when I was younger that before I went to Europe, I would learn to love Africa so that I wouldn't have to learn to like Africa because I fell in love with Europe. Mm. And so I spent probably the first 10 years, man, of my travel life. Whenever I could travel, I was always thinking with Africa on my mind. Like Ray said, Georgia on my mind. I always had Africa (laughs) on my mind. Um, So, yeah, man, I I hopped over to Ghana first. And that was the thing that opened my eyes to what black people were like. It's it's an incredible thing to feel invisible in a Mm. city. Many black people don't know what white privilege feels like. Many white people don't understand that they're experiencing it. But it kind of feels like when you walk into a room and nobody knows you or notices you. Mm. Privilege, the invisibility, the comfort that comes with not being consistently sought after or seen. There's a comfort that comes with being able to just flow. Just flow. The cops ain't looking for you. The store person ain't looking at you. All of that stuff. Like, that's just, man, that's just nice. And that's what it feels like when you go to Africa. Because everybody black. Yep. Everybody black. You ain't different. (laughs) You ain't special. You ain't unique. You ain't being sought after. You fit every description. Mm. Yep. (laughs) Just like everybody else. (laughs) The comfort and the ease, man, that comes with invisibility. It was Mm. overwhelming, man. It was just so dope. And so, so that got me hooked as well. I went to Ghana first. Then I, um, how were you went to Ghana? How old were you first? I was, I was like 17. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was like 17. So, so, so that opened up Pandora's box. And then I returned later actually with Y men as a chaperone, as a, as a, uh, one of the guys taking mm. the next generation of kids. Right. Um, okay, when yeah. I went over there, I was a director of development at young men's educational network for about four or five years. Um, and we went to Uganda, hopped around to the different cities over there. Uh, later on, I decided, you know, I'm a free bird. I like to float by myself. So I did some solo trips. I wanted to mm-hmm. go to Kenya. 
spent three months living in Kenya, uh, went to Addis Ababa in Ethiopia, spent three months living there. Uh, went back to Kenya because Nairobi is officially my favorite city. And wow. Nairobi is also an incredible launch pad for East Africa. You can get anywhere from over there and anything you want in there. Um, <laughs> and so I just love Nairobi. Uh, it is definitely one of my favorite cities. And I got my adopted family, the Wares over there that I talked to mm. quite a bit. And then uh, finally went back, had been itching, itching, itching to go uh, back to the continent. But I started my company, Justice Informed, five years ago. And entrepreneurship has taken literally everything of my time and my attention and my focus. Um, and I finally got to this point now where I met Doma Tipango several years ago when he was working at WVON Radio. I was a commentator and a morning host. Mm. And he was doing like, you know, 6 a.m., uh, the traffic on the I-90 is coming. That was Doma T. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we would always chop it up because he was he was young bro. You know, he was a young dude in the station. Yeah. Just real cool, real chill, energetic, yeah. everything. Just hungry, thirsty, man. He's always been that dope. Yeah. Um, but he had been trying to get African-Americans to go to Ghana, where, where he his family is from. And uh, not many would go. Not many would go. Same thing with me, man. I was trying to get African-Americans to go to Africa for years, man. They just they, they believed a lot of the things the white supremacy taught us. They, they say, yeah. you know, just ridiculous things like man, lions and tigers and bears over there. I'm like, ain't no <laughs> bears literally anywhere on the continent of Africa. <laughs> bears are not indigenous to Africa. No, <laughs> um, like you see a bear in Illinois before you see one yeah, right, right. <laughs> over there. Right. When the pandemic happened, 2019, uh, or sorry, 2019, when the the year of the return happened, mm. and the president of Ghana issued a proclamation to all Black people in the diaspora around the world, and said, "You are welcome here. This is the year of the return. 400 years to uh, 1619 to 2019." We are going to be celebrating this year because of your resilience, because of your spirit, uh, because we have not been we were not killed off. We have not mm -hmm. lost. We are still here. Um, and he welcomed all these black folks. And I saw the parties, man, and they was lit. I'm looking yeah. at videos from my people's man. I'm like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> and then the pandemic happened. Right. You know, right. my money wasn't long enough. But, you know, I didn't have enough cash. <laughs> Finally, this year, uh, this past year, I got a team in, in place and I had enough space to be able to take the time uh, to look, link up with Sankofa, link up with Doma T. He told me he was planning another trip. I said, man, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah. So that's how I ended up on this trip this time. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. So the strength of of all that history that um, oftentimes folks in that experience, right? You know, you know, I've been to Cleveland, so I know where to kind of go when I go to Cleveland, right? Yeah. Or I've been to another part of America. I kind of know the savviness of it ain't like Cleveland, it's in LA, but you know, similar kind of thing. Do you find yourself, you know, being that you've been to Africa and different parts of Africa, having that kind of mindset or every oh, place yeah. or every place you've been in different spots of Africa is like, yo, this is a totally different swag. Is it, I mean, there is a uniqueness to different mm -hmm. spaces or, or is there like a common vibe? Uh, that you that you've experienced. Yeah, some things are common, man. The marketplace, the negotiations, mm. all that stuff. Like many Americans, we're not used to experiencing that. You're gonna find that anywhere you go in Africa. Um, you go to Mercato, the largest open air market on the entire continent, down there, just out, just inside of Addis Ababa in Ethiopia. Mm. Um, you're talking miles and miles of marketplace, more counterfeit Gucci than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen that much fake Louis Vuitton in my life. You can get anything in Mercato, but you got to know how to haggle. You got to know how to negotiate. Um, that's a skill, as y'all found out. That's a skill. Yes. Um, it's a it's an emotional readiness that you have to have to tell somebody <laughs> what you think this is worth, homie. It ain't worth that. Nah, homie. I want this. Nah, man. I'm doing it. Nah, um, 32 yeah. CDs. <laughs> 32. You know, the dude rolled up on me. Remember the, remember the dude that looked like T-Pain with too much jewelry? <laughs> came outside the bus. Y'all remember yep. him? Yeah. <laughs> we was trying to buy them bracelets off Buddy. He had all that yeah. fake gold on and everything. Right. He had them right. those, those, you know, and I'm sitting there looking at the man and I'm like, okay, I've been to Africa enough to know that everything that glitters absolutely is not gold, even if there's <laughs> right. gold in the river. Right. right. <laughs> like everything everybody wearing is not gold. Right. Right. Uh, there's a lot of fake stuff. There's a lot of people is going to tell you, I made this myself. And then you're going to go to the next place. They're going to have the same, same thing. thing. <laughs> same same thing. color, same shape, same everything, man. That stuff is not, it is not unique, man. It's, it's a lot of mass produced stuff. But 
this is just to say that everywhere you go in Africa, there are going to be similarities. There's also going to be some differences in the people, the culture, the language, the expectations. You got to remember some countries in Africa are majority Christian. Some are, are old school African religion. Some are Muslim. Yeah. Those are very different types of places. And you got to know the customs before you hop in. And I think for a lot of Americans who don't understand that we live in a primarily Christian focused country and how much that affects the culture, the norms and all that. We'll get to it afterwards um, about how different it is in some places like in Ethiopia and Kenya, where I went, where it's very much not the same. That's crazy. That's crazy. I love it. I love it. Yo, you listen to Church on the Block, real talk about hip hop, the church in the streets. We'll be right back. Church on the Block. We're going to talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back. You remember that? Welcome back, Kyle. And welcome back to (laughs) Church on the Block, man. Real talk about hip-hop, the church and streets, Holy Culture Radio, Channel 154. We are here again, Black History Month, talking about Ghana, talking about Africa, talking about what we've learned, talking about what we um, are um, passionate about in this work with our people in the States to say, yo, yo, don't forget, don't, don't just so swallowed up in African-American culture, uh, understand the roots of where where uh, we come from. I mean, um, we're in a state politically, I ain't going to say a long thing about this, where there's so much discombobulation, if you will, from, I mean, the rise of just uh, the pride boys and the rise of all kind of nuances. They got the whole Karen movement that there have been just like, okay, um, we're going to rise up too. And I, and, and, and I get that, but like, yo, where is... Where is also the the awareness of where we came from to really solidify our identity, uh, our humanity, who we are as human beings, as African-Americans in our roots of Africa. Right. And so in the context of of all the stuff that's coming at African-Americans uh, sideways, side, uh, left, right, back, front, whatever that uh, that 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 cause us to kind of be off kilter, but just being able to be grounded. I'm not saying that stuff ain't going to still exist in America. It's just one of those things that. Um, how can we continue to be uh, aware of uh, uh, where we come from and the value of what that means? And and so as we're talking now in the second part, just like, uh, you know, uh, we're with Xavier, with uh, his history going back and forth to Africa and the great breakdown of all the travels uh, that are there. What would you say, you know, you're talking to somebody who's African-American uh, about going to Ghana, going to Africa. What would you say is significant uh, for them if they're on yeah. the fence or if they're saying, I don't know, man, shoot, I'm in, a, I'm cool. Yeah. Y'all, gonna, y'all, y'all, it's going to be lit over there. It's going to be lit. <laughs> yeah. No, let me, let me just say this, man. Um, there are experiences that you cannot get and cannot understand on American mm. soil. <laughs> there are experiences that you cannot get and cannot understand on American soil. True. When I was in Kenya, do you know what it feels like to have a Kenyan elder a matriarch of her family, assemble her entire family to welcome you into their home, mm. to prepare dishes of sakuma wiki, the lentils, all types of meats, mm. to pray over you, to wash your hands and to say, welcome home. You know what it feels like to know your national anthem, the Pan- the, the, the African-American anthem, lift every voice and sing and to sing that to Africans who've never heard it. Mm. They want to hear a black man sing that. And I had never sang that in front of some, just some random. They were like, y'all have a song? I was like, yeah, we got the Black National Anthem. And I got to pull up what I remember from second grade. <laughs> <laughs> Lift every voice you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pull it up on your phone. You got the right. you got the song. You got the the tune, but you might not melody. have. You got the word. Yes. You know, got the chorus. Um, got the chorus. Got the words right? yeah. because, but think about it. You know, when in that moment, 2012. You know, I'm 27 years old. Solo trip out to Kenya. I'm at an elder's house, and she's asking me, sing the song of liberation of your people. Us. <laughs> We've never heard it. Man, you all were taken. 
and mm. you have a song, we want to hear it. Mm. Man, it's a heavy feeling. It's a heavy feeling yeah. on behalf of it and in our lives so much for myself. I work a lot in diversity, equity, inclusion and corporate social responsibility and all this. I'm always talking to black folks who are so upset, so angry, rightfully and righteously upset. Mm to be demanded to speak on behalf of other black people. And I will tell you this in front of those black people that night in Nairobi, man, I, I, I felt proud to speak on behalf of my people. <laughs> this is our song. This is our song. Stony the road we trod. Mm. This is our song. You can't have that experience in America because yeah. African-American elders, the dynamic of our African-American elders is not the same thing as the dynamic of an African elder. Mm. It's not saying that it's not also dope to sing it for elders here. It's not dope to have those moments here. I'm just saying the dynamic, the power dynamics, the history is so different. Yeah. You're talking to a people who were not touched in the same way by the transatlantic slave trade, people who have been sitting and rooting in place within a continent for generations and centuries. Yeah. As a brother said in Ghana, at Cape Coast, you know, and, and slavery did not define African history. It interrupted it. Mm. Mm. Woo. Say that again. Slavery did not define African history. It interrupted it. Mm. Wow. And so what do you know before 1619 about you? Wow. What do you know other than a couple things? Shaka Zulu. I saw the movie. Mansa, Mensa, Musa. Mendingo. Mendingo. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all the things that Hollywood gave you, I promise you do not hold the weight of the truth of your own people telling you. Wow. I promise you it does not hold the weight and you won't feel the same. I didn't think I was going to feel this stuff. When I was standing in Signal Hill, Cape Town, two weeks ago, mm. jumping off the edge of a mountain. I didn't know that when you're parasailing, man, don't talk about this, man. When you're parasailing, you have to run. I didn't know that. I, For some reason in my head, you just get in the air. Jump off. Just jump. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. That's you have to the, run. That's different than the boat kind of sailing. That's why you're on a on a cliff kite. No, 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 I'm I'm up there. You got to run. You got to run. Get some steam. Get some. Get some air. Put Damn. your legs up. Woo. You got to run. You got to. You got to decide, <laughs> and you got to keep that decision in your head, and you got to act on it. Because yeah. if you slow down, if you falter, as they said, don't hesitate, Xavier. Don't hesitate. You won't catch flight, or you'll catch flight just a little bit and end up on the rocks. Mm. You got to run. I didn't have that experience within my mind until after I talked to a woman from the, I was, and I, I took so long trying to practice this, to say the name of her tribe, right? Osas. They speak with the cliques, right? The Osas people down there, right? Mm -hmm. When I was down there in Seapoint in Cape Town, you know, with the, the, the majority, Cape Town is, the racial dynamics are absolutely atrocious. You go to Cape Town, you don't even realize you're in Africa, so many white folks. It's just mostly white. Is wealthy white folks. They own everything, everything. Come on, all the land, man. all the businesses. That's, that's why they, everywhere. they've had right? all of this, this, this stuff. All going of on. these racial problems. Yeah, yeah, man. It's 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 tough. It's tough. Wow. It's so tough. the African culture is even hijacked because there's no real resources that they can step on and hold. And when on you talk to. to some of them, when you talk to black folks down there, 25 years later, they have different things to say about Nelson Mandela, mm. the promises. That he believed, that Mandela believed that the whites would make good on, that they have not made good on. We need they the still own the land. We need the Asante tribes. And so think about the Asante the tribes. Right? Think about, like, I'm going to finish this on Cape Town. I'm glad you brought that up, Phil, about the Asantes, right? Cape Town, I'm standing there talking to this, this, this mother. She's there with her three children, all of them teenagers. My brother and I had planned to go parasailing. The wind went different. The, the instructor said it's not safe to do it. Let's do it another day. Cool. We're up there still. We're at the top of this mountain trying to like figure like what we're going to do now. We got to go all the way back down. It took a long time to get up here. We ain't walking. Like we're going to find an Uber or something. Um, <laughs> yes, there are Ubers, people. Uh, <laughs> um, your cell phone does work. Right. There are color TVs. <laughs> right, right, right. Like it's like going to like swear Cape Town is like I mean, it's, it's like going to the West Loop in Chicago. It's okay. like being in Chicago. But I asked this woman, you know, um, she, well, she says, what is your name? I say, oh, my name is Xavier Rainey. I said, what's your name? She was talking for about a minute. And I looked, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what she's doing because I don't know the language. And I was like, what was that? She was like, that's my name. I was like, oh, that's your name? Whoa. She was talking for like a good minute. 
Wow. I said, Xavier Rainey, take me two seconds. She was tired. I said, that's what your mama named you. That's what your parents named you. She said, we have to say the names of all of our ancestors before we say our own. That's the legacy, man. That's the legacy. Man. Do you know? Do you know? Now, now I already, I'm just going to say, I think I'm, I'm, I'm dope. I'm exemplary. I think I'm smart. I think I got a lot to give the world. Do you know how on fire I would be if I had that? Man. Do you know how many rooms I would not have been afraid of right. if I had that? When I talked to her son, you know, I got a heart for the young guys, young black yeah. guys. So I talked to her son. He's 15. This mm-hmm. man, like his body language was like shrinking. He was like caving his shoulders in and trying to make himself small. He was like six feet tall, 15. Right. Damn. Like he's not a small dude, very thin. But, you know, he I could just tell he was a shy dude when I'm shy kids. Okay. Opened his mouth, man. It was like listening to Marcus Garden. What? I'm serious, man. He's talking about all his other. He's talking about all of the fallen soldiers they've had. He's talking. He's pointing to different places, islands off the coast of Cape Town where their chief was killed by the Dutch. He's 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 telling me the history of his people. This man is 15. Wow. 15. Wow. 15. Telling me about what he thinks the country should be. I'm like, that's why you sound like this. (laughs) <laughs> right. That's why you sound like this. Because you got this. And I remember wow. them, I was telling them, I was like, I don't know who I would be if I knew who I was. Like, y'all know who you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see you. And I, everywhere I went throughout the continent, I always asked the same question. Who am I to you and what should that mean for us? Right. Right. I'm an African descendant of slaves. Do I have a place in Africa or am I, am I just American? I was asked, that was why I went to Ghana this time. I wanted to ask, I am an African descendant of slaves. Do I have a place in Africa or am I just American to you? Wow. Our skin is the same. My title is hyphenated. Mm. My country doesn't really claim me how I exist. Right. Does the other side of that hyphen claim me or am Mm. I just a citizen of the ocean? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like this is what I'm thinking about as it relates to identity, man. As it relates to, to citizenship. You know, and personhood. One of the things I I ended up saying to the Ghanaian guys that was with us that we as we were talking about um, who African Americans are and and what they've heard about us and all of that, I was telling them I was just like, you know, coming back, going back this time to Ghana, I that question you just asked, I feel like I belong to Africa, not just Ghana. Mm-hmm. And that's what I told him. Right. I said, I don't just belong to Ghana. I belong to Nigeria. I belong to Ghana. I belong to Benin, Togo, the, 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 the Congo. I said, when I look at my DNA, it says all of that. So Africa belongs to me and I belong to it. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot of the Africa, the continental Africans I've talked to, they don't, I will say, they don't, I don't think that they fully understand mm-hmm. the pull and the identity desires that African-Americans have here for Africa. A lot of African-Americans here, African-American descendants of slaves here in the U.S., they talk about Africa a lot. And I I always wish that there was more realized curiosity. Um, It's sort of like shouting out the neighborhood you never from, you never go to. Mm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, and don't nobody there know you. (laughs) But you keep shouting it out. Bronx, what? African American, right? right. Stand up. It's like nobody in the Bronx knows you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garfield Park showed up. Yeah, man, we over here. Who is we? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's that's how. And so, so it's not nothing to be ashamed of. But bro, make it real. Go once. You've been to Jamaica how many times? I'm telling you, man. Soil is cheaper than sand. If it's about vacationing on the cheap, I promise you, places that ain't got no sand are a lot cheaper than places that do. Go to a place (laughs) with some soil, man. Find you a forest. Find you a mountain. Now, if you really want to understand peace, don't have peace for your job. The escapism that you got trying to vacation to get away from the toils and troubles of your agenda every day and the people that depend on you and such. That's escapism, man. When you get poured into at your very core of who you are. Mm hmm. When you go home with better questions, not just better pictures. Yeah. Yeah. 
man, you're going to be a changed person. The lightness in your load. I've given, man, I've had three. I had to, the, the day after I landed, I had to speak at the executives club of Chicago, give a keynote about the future I of diversity, that. equity, inclusion. Yes. I saw man, that. do y'all know I was talking like I spent a minute saying my name. <laughs> Come on, man. I had Come to give on. man. I was, I was down at, at Northwestern university, Kellogg school of business. Yeah. Running a program half day session with the largest association for of healthcare standards practitioners, their entire global leadership team. I sounded like I just jumped off the edge of a mountain in Africa. Man. I had to give it just yesterday. I had to go over to Loyola University, kick off their first ever all 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 staff summit around their work of equity. Man, you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> now I wouldn't sound like that. I wouldn't sound like that if I didn't know what I now know, if I didn't have better questions. If I didn't have some answers, you know what it feels like to ask yourself, who, who am I? Where am I? Who's am I your whole yeah. life? And you never really sought out the answers. You just kicked it on the beach or went on a cruise. Right. With right. other people who never asked the question, never searched it, never hunted that answer down. Mm. Yeah. Black people, go find your answers. Mm. Go find your ancestors. Right. Man, that's so good. That's so. And see. There's nothing you can get from what you just said. That's what I said. There, nothing on American soil is going to give you how I sound. Nothing. Nothing. And see, the reality I'm is- I'm already confident. Like, like, like Africa just supercharged the boy. <laughs> exactly. It, 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 it just affirmed the confidence that you already That's had right. and, and, right. and gave you even the authority to be like, why ain't Absolutely. you? How come you- like all of that, man. And, and that's the part I've noticed. We're going to talk about this in the next section, man. The reality of what has been beaten, sold, whipped, uh, uh, manipulated, abused out of us from the diaspora that has caused us, I believe, as African-Americans to be timid about the authority we have, to be to be yeah. like you just talked about having it. And that that part frustrates me to know. In that's because we look, bro, that, that's because that's because I think we listen to the, to other people's fears rather than our ambitions. Come on. Mm. And we let the pace of change move. We let the pace of change move at the pace of their reservations and discomfort rather than our need for safety. Yes. Yo, yo. Pace hold on. Hold that. Hold that. Yeah. Let's run it back after. Yo, running it back, man. Yo, we're going to be right back. Real talk, uh, uh, Church on the Block. Man, I forgot the name of the show, Joe. It's so good, right? Now. Church on the Block in Africa. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We'll be right back. You're listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church, and the streets. We'll be right back. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. Come right back. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy in At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yo, we are back, man. Church on the block. Real talk about hip hop, the church and the streets, man. We are here with my great friend, Xavier Raymond, and we are getting into it. Like this last part, we really want to get into it, man. And we're yeah. just talking about, uh, I mean, Xavier's been dropping gems and nuggets and diamonds, uh, <laughs> this whole time. I mean, he, he dropped something like even in the, in the, in the little conversation about like, you got, and I say we got this hole in our heart that we don't know how to fill it. I mean, if hole in our heart initially is, I believe, for God to fill it. But as you identify with God, there's another hole that say, like, who am I as, as an African-American? You said you can't fill it with sand. Going to the beaches, going to Florida, going to Jamaica. You, you got to fill it with soil, soil baby. You got to yeah, fill it with soil. Soil over <laughs> sand every day. And it's cheaper. Mm. And it's cheaper, man. Go to the mountains. Go to yeah. the grasslands. Go to the prairies, man. Y'all, <laughs> black folks on the beach so much, man, trying to escape our jobs that we we, we also escaping our, our, our call. Yeah. Escaping yeah. those truths. Like I said, we got to chase down our answers. We yeah. can't just be trying to like clear our heads because of our agendas. We got to, we got to, we got to vacation in such a way that we get better answers. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And we were, we were, we were, we were diving into it and we wanted to pause so we could have more time in this, this part of this, the, uh, of the show, just jumping off into just that hole in the heart, just that gap. Right. And, and, um, and, and you had talked about how just 
um, how others have defined that. And so we've got generations of people in that oppression or in that state. Uh, Unpack that a little bit more for what you were breaking down, man. Unpack that a little bit more. Yeah, man. For my family, I believe I'm the first uh, man in my family. We've, to my understanding, we have been on American soil for about eight generations. Mm. And um, it was always important to me to send an emissary back. Mm. Let the people know we are still here. Wow. Many people were lost. 25 million Africans were lost in the transatlantic slave trade. But some remain. Yeah. Who knows that you're still here? Mm. What message have you sent and what messenger will deliver it? So Mm. for my family, and this is a question of legacy, a question of identity, I wanted to be that messenger. And so I kept going. I kept going. The first time I went was um, to just break the ice, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Um, and it's a real feeling, man. When you I don't you know, the first time you step off that plane and you put your foot on that on that continent, when you put your foot on that ground, man, there's a, there's a spiritual feeling that goes to your body True. because um, you know that that step is for you. Mm-hmm. That step is for you. There's something there. Um, when you're, when you're hundreds of years removed from something. Wow. When your, your, your mama didn't get it. Yeah. Your grandmama didn't get it. Your great granddaddy didn't get it. Your great, great granddaddy didn't get it. Harriet couldn't have dreamed of it. Couldn't right. afford a ticket to do it. Right. Frederick didn't go. Mm-hmm. Martin had a dream. Right. Now you there mm. on behalf of. Yeah. We talk about generational curse, curses all the time. Right. Mm, you got to break the curse with yourself. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. You got to face that mirror. You got to face that thing. To face it, you got to be curious. Um, and I believe that curiosity is the key to the revelations mm. that I'm talking about as it relates to getting your answers. I, I think that Africa is a wonderful destination for vacationing and all that stuff. Like, like I'm telling y'all, if y'all ain't never been to Mombasa um, on the Kenyan coast, if you ain't never put your feet in the Indian Ocean, the warmth of it, you ain't never, you know, watch the fishermen drag the nets in at three o'clock while you sitting on the beach with your $29 one bedroom apartment on the beach side, sipping some plum wine from the local market up the street. You walk to on a hot summer day and then you let them fishermen know that if y'all got any uh, king prawns, any kingfish. Any uh, any snapper, I will take some. And they say, well, we'll sell it to you $3 a kilo. And then they'll cook it up for $4. And you got yourself a wonderful fish dinner. Yeah, That's some great yeah. plum wine in the uh-huh. middle of the, uh, of the beach. Yeah. Beach that stretches from Kenya all the way to Tanzania. I promise you, man, a vacation and it's great. <laughs> you can go parasailing, scuba diving, all of that. And, and you can go get your answers. Yeah. That your grandma would have wanted to know. Man, that's it. That's it right there. And then tell your family when you get back, y'all got to go too. That's why I brought my brother. That's why after I left y'all, I stuck around. I went to South Africa. Yeah. And I wanted to, I invited my oldest brother because I said, brother, we got some things to talk about as brothers, but also, man, put your feet on this ground and tell me what you feel. He had never been. He had never been. I'm telling you, I'm the only man that's gone. Man. Was he like, I got to keep coming back? Bro, no, he's ready to do it all over again. <laughs> <laughs> he's telling his girlfriend, he's telling his friends, he's telling everybody. He's telling every. he had the week of his life. Wow. See, that's what I'm saying, family. We got to not hesitate, not flinch, not try to figure it out, but go oh. and get your answers. Just like what you said, man. Get your answers. Your better questions. Better questions. Better questions. You know, having to, having to, remove away from the um, the stereotype of whatever you think Africa is or whatever you've heard or, or whatever, whatever you've seen to experience it yourself. Because when you start doing that, then you rec- you recognize Yo, there's some stuff in me. Absolutely. That is just messed up right here. Yep. That's right. Like, and, that, and, I, and, you know, Phil, I think that's kind of, you know, some people may feel apprehensive about going because they're like, yo, man, this sounds super emotional. I'm going to slave dungeons. And I remember the third day of our trip, man, one of the sisters on our trip was like, Xavier, look, I'm glad we're here, but I'm all slaved out. Like, I can't, I can't do another dungeon. Yeah, yeah. I can't listen to another sad song. I just want to drink. <laughs> it's like, please give me some wine. This is a lot. And that's real. That's real. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is our first time. And I know that feeling. I know that feeling. Yeah. 
I know that feeling. It's like going into the ocean the first time and the waves are just hitting you, hitting you, hitting you. And until you let yourself go and stop fighting that, until you right. absorb that, until you become like one with that. And I'm not trying to get too loosey goosey spiritual on it, yeah, but I'm just yeah, saying yeah, yeah, like we yeah. fight the emotional realities of life. And then, like I said, I think a lot of the ways that black folks travel is escaping. Yeah, I think it's a lot of escaping the harsh realities of being African-American in this country. The first couple of times you go to Africa, the first time you go to Africa, if you're actually there for culture, it's going to be tough. You're going to have some real realizations about yourself. Because <laughs> True. The, the, the reality yeah. of what growth is, you know, yeah. growth is not about having the answer. It's about yeah. living in a way that you always have better questions over time. Mm, yeah. That's how you understand growth. Are you growing? Are your yeah. questions better? You ain't I mean, never going to have all the answers. You, you, I mean, I talked to some uh, Jesuit priests and they were like, uh, you know, just about school, about life. Because Jesuits are like ninjas to me. They come in, they'll take over some stuff and then they're gone. Like, what'd you just yeah. do? But like he said, um, I, we, get a, we get a master's in philosophy, then we get a doctorate in, in ministry. I'm like, why you do it that way? He said, because we got to know what question to ask. I was like, yeah. the questions, man. You got to yeah. live the questions, live the questions. Yeah. Live the questions. But curiosity creates the questions. So what are yeah. you curious about? Not just what are you trying to get away from? Not just where yeah. do you want to go? Not just what's on the bucket list. Yeah. Not just who are the three people you always travel with, so you traveling with them. One of the greatest, I mean, somebody asked me yesterday, do you think it would have been dope if you had like, um, you know, do you think that couples should go on this trip? And I was like, quite honestly, man, for that trip, I think it's very different. When you travel with your partner, if you're going with your partner, um, yeah. I went as a single dude over there and it was yeah. it was like incredible because yeah. I could really focus on me. Yeah. Yeah. Every individual black person is going to have an individual black person's experience yeah. as yeah. them, their name. Like they're going to have their own experience. But when you're there with somebody else who you may feel an obligation to or care for, not knocking the power of partnership. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that when you're stepping into an experience for you, this is like, you know, stepping before the pearly gates. You don't hold your wife's hand. It's you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is you. <laughs> Only this is about you. Yeah. And that's yeah. not a shameful thing. That's an okay thing. Well, I, I will you are gonna I will say, as a married man who went without my wife, I was thankful for the opportunity to be able to go and do that journey by myself. So for that reason, right? To focus yeah. on me. And now I'm like, all right, I got to get you over there. Now you go back. Exactly. And, now I'm going and, back. I'm calling my brother. When I when I take her, <laughs> I'm going to let her go and do, and I'm going to fall back. Perfect. I'm going to fall back. Because you've had I've your had mine. I want her to have hers, and That's I'm going to give her her space to have hers. And yeah. then when she experiences it, I'm going to be right there when she say, honey, I need a hug. I got you, babe. That's right. right. That's right. Right. That's right. And That's right. And I'm angry. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know. I, don't, I never experienced the depth of anger. Bro, yeah, I, I did miss the experience. <laughs> don't man, don't let me see a white person at all. Great coast. I want to see. I want to see a white car. <laughs> I want to see. I'm eating wheat bread. I'm ready. I'm ready to rediscuss and rethink this discussion about reparations. I don't think we need to just be talking about reparations from America. We need reparations from all of Europe, from the Spanish. From everybody and Africa yeah, need reparations. You owe every black person on this planet something for what you've done to yeah. us. You know what? So, so I'm what glad we're here. I'm glad we had this conversation. Because here's the thing: like I've, I've been, I've been traveling to Africa back and forth for 20 years, right? Um, I've been to half a dozen different countries. I got people I can call to get a spare bedroom in all these cities yeah, and all I that stuff. That. Yeah. Let me just say this about the feeling of anger about what has happened to our people. Um, the more you go, the more that that desire for potentially what may be interpreted as revenge turns into a call for justice. Mm-hmm. Justice and revenge are not the same yeah. thing. Yeah, they're not yeah. the same thing. They don't even have the same spirit yeah. behind them. Mm-hmm. Justice moves through the spirit of recompense and invitation. Mm-hmm. Invitation. I'm inviting yeah. you to an accountable relationship you think you're already in. Mm. <laughs> Whereas revenge is saying, you hurt me, you owe me. I don't care about the relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't right. care if this makes you want to kill me later. I don't care if this creates a desire and a heart for vengeance on me and my entire family later. I don't care about nothing. I'm hurt. I'm angry. And it's your turn. Mm. That's <laughs> revenge. Yeah. yeah. That has no place, not only in the gospel, mm-hmm. yeah, but also in the hearts of those who carry yeah. it. Yeah. And so for those of us who are justice practitioners, love seekers, world travelers, 
Yeah. We have to have these challenging emotional, spiritual experiences long enough. Right. Not for us to sit in our initial emotions, but to be transformed and, and, and through the salvation moment. Yes. To turn that into an invitation to compassion as well as accountability. Mm, right. My day to day, like I said, when I got back to Chicago, I got all these speeches and I got these business deals I got to figure out. Right. I'm doing that with a spirit of invitation. Who am I working mostly with? White people. Yeah. How do right. I work as a black man with this spirit with white people if I don't have love in my heart for white yeah. folks? That's true. That's I wouldn't true. be able to do it. And it wouldn't yeah. produce what God needs. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it would it would further exacerbate how they perceive a black male anyway. Right. But you can't That's run why. from that experience and that moment of emotional toil. Black right. people, you got to sit in that long enough for you to be yeah. transformed. Exactly. And you know, the transformation happens because you're having better questions. Yep. You're yeah. having a softer heart, more yeah. resolved voice. And you understand more who you are and what that should create in the world, not just what that means for you, but what that should be for the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the reality of of that anger is turning. I mean, like Christ, Christ was angry, but he didn't cause harm. harm. He whipped some animals. He didn't cause any harm. It it became powerful. It became movable. Right. You find leaders from Africa to to a young Nelson Mandela. Right. Right. Others use that that anger um, to move things. And so in the same context, the courage it takes then to take that anger in that space um, is what I believe God leads us to do. I mean, you, I don't think, and, and two, I don't think you can do that of your own strength. Anyway, God has to give That's you right. yeah. the reality that I'm working through you with this anger towards that transformation and towards that healing. And that's why we're telling you, go to Africa. And I mean, we're, we're supportive of all parts of folks going to Africa. As long as it's safe and you recognize it, SankofaUS.com may be the first place you try it. And then you go from there on your own. But being able to recognize and, and experience all of those emotions so that you can then say, what do I do with this? As a believer, as a follower of Christ, Dang, and and, then, and and then, and like you say, my statements, my authority, I walk with may be so bold and strong that it may cause folks to be like, okay, folks, you know, white folks, whoever, like, I see you, I, I recognize what maybe, maybe just from your demeanor, how you've been flowing, how you teach, may recognize, yo, I, I've got to check my own self mm-hmm. about, yeah. about about my own uh, issues of injustice in that way. That's, you know? that's, that's because there's nothing spiritually righteous or powerful that moves through a strategy. It moves through a testimony. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta accept that invitation yourself. And then the model of the transformation within you of accepting that invitation will speak to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the very nature of the cross. Like you got to get up there first yourself before they believe it's worth it. The nails hurt. Why would yeah. anybody choose to give? You know, the whole nature of, 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 to me and my belief, and it's, you know, um, my pastor teaches as well, Demetrius Brooks, you know, the, the, the definition of the, of the cross and what it means to be Christ-like is to take on what the multitudes will not. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Just do what they refuse to do so that they know it was, it was written, it was spoken and you have your invitation. You can't say you don't, you do. You have your invitation. These are your marching orders. You can decline them. Because you have the right to life, breath of life and agency and choice and all of that stuff. That's the only way to have love is to have agency to, 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 to reject love. Mm, yes. But there's also responsibility in that. And this is the whole thing around what justice is, is what Africa continues, continually reaffirms to me as a black man, as I reject the spirit of revenge and I respect mm. the spirit of, uh, uh, reject the spirit of anger. I reject the spirit of vitriol. I reject the hard and harsh words that, that move without an invitation. It's one of the reasons why I have a consulting firm that is known for love, even right. though it's a for-profit consulting agency. <laughs> people, the first thing they think about is not, oh, this is McKinsey. No, they think, yo, this is like love. This is accountability. Right. That's because right. of the invitation-based approach that's rooted in the gospel's testimony yeah. that starts with my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. because you have to sit in that space. You got to you gotta have your go up to the mountaintop for 40 days. Yeah. moment. You got to like chill, take your 30 years to grow in wisdom and stature moment. And people don't do that. So I'm, I'm just Man. saying in closing, black folks, please, please, please go <laughs> find your answers. Come back with better questions. Yes. That's how we level up and grow. But secondly, yeah. sit in that space long enough so that you find out who you really are yeah. and what you believe and let that be heard through the sound of your voice. Yeah. Um, and then go to Europe like I did. I went to Paris and London and all them places. I still balled out. But, you know, you got to know how to how to how to sequence it um, so, so that so that it doesn't hurt you. Xavier, how can people how can people reach you or connect? With oh, you? for sure. 
Um, I am most active on Instagram and LinkedIn. So on Instagram, it's just Xavier, X-A-V-I-E-R dot Ramey, R-A-M-E-Y. You can also check out uh, some of my speeches and um, podcasts and other things. I do quite a bit of public speaking. You can either type me in on Google or, or on YouTube, Xavier Ramey Chicago. You can check me out through my company and my team, Justice Informed. Uh, dot com. Uh, we provide consulting services and all of that. And then on LinkedIn, of course, is where I, I talk to the professional world of, of America and beyond. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have uh, international and, and national clients around the, the country who are interested in the operationalization of love as an organizational strategy uh, through diversity, equity, inclusion, corporate social responsibility, philanthropy and community engagement. Um, so I hope to see you all on the Internet. Hit me up in the DMs or hit me up via email. So dope, so dope, man. And um, Ted's Talk, check that out as well. Time to drop bars. <clears throat> there was a guy who was staying in a uh, for a few years in a mental institute. And he came to the people who run that institute. He said, hey, today or this week, I need to go. I think I'm ready to leave. And I, I think I've done all the tests and I think I can make it happen. He said, okay, this is what I want you to do. Pass this test and then we'll let you go. You'll be, be out of here. I mean, it's all, you need, all, all I need to do is pass this one test. Yeah. Take this bucket and this mop and, and mop this room. Once you finish mopping this room, then uh, it'll be a time for it to go. Um, and so the man was in there all day mopping the room, like mopping, mopping. mopping. It was some water all over the place. He was trying to get all this water up. At the end of the day, he thought, thought he was done, finished mopping. He thought, you know, the, the, still mopping a little bit. But he came to him and said, hey, I've mopped a lot of this and this, this water here. I, I think that's time for me. They said, no, you're not going to be able to not going to be able to go. And they, they brought him back to his room. What had happened was they had left a faucet running in a corner and let the water keep coming out. And the man didn't go to the root cause to turn the faucet off. He just kept mopping the water and mopping the water. I'm challenging you to go to the root cause of your life challenges. Find Christ, find God, recognize who you are in Christ and recognize as an African-American that the root cause of your identity can be healed and found by going to Africa and finding then these questions that perhaps are lingering, even in your walk of faith as a believer. You're on Pastor Phil. You listen to Church on the Block. Great to have Xavier Ramey, DJ Ruckus. Stay with us every Sunday. We out. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church, and the streets. Back here next week, same time, same channel, Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, channel 154. Come with us. Crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy.